Welcome to Twice We Light, a podcast where two adults, Hallie and Sydney, read and react to Twilight for the very first time. Today we are talking about the chapters 16 and 17 of Twilight, so sit back and enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Hallie. And I'm Sydney. So let's get into chapter 16. Chapter 16. Carlisle. So this obviously is about Edward. (laughs) This is about mommy vampires. So they go to Carlisle's office, um, Mm -hmm. or as we know him, Daddy Vamp. And they, like, hesitate before they Mm -hmm. go in because he's big daddy vampire. And when they go in, they start looking through daddy vamp's history and we learned that when he discovered that he became a vampire he like tried to fight it off and like kill himself mm-hmm. but he learned that he was like too strong and like jumping off cliffs and drowning wouldn't do the trick so this ep- this chapter is called carlisle but yeah carlisle is physically not present in most of it edward asks him to tell bella his like life story life history whatever and he's like oh i would but i'm going to work by by you tell it Right? So the whole chapter, they just talk about him, but he's not there. He's not there. Sick. Uh, and he refused to be there. He doesn't want to talk about his history. He didn't say that. Uh, I feel it from Daddy Vamp. Me and Daddy Vamp he... have a connection. If he really didn't want to talk about his history, then I don't think his family would know about his history. <laughs> Especially since he says Edward knows the stories as well as he does. Yeah. Meaning he's probably heard them many, many a time. Yeah. How many? How many people do they bring into his office to tell the story of daddy vamp i want to know that i want to know that back backstory going on so we learned that he tried to kill himself with starvation and drowning and drowning that would work real easy on me i don't know how to swim you don't you okay yeah i for sure took swim lessons as a kid but something just happens to me in the water i just can't do it are you scared of the water well yeah i mean yeah Yeah? because you can't swim because i can't swim I think it's just, like, the anxiety of being in the water and, like, oh, I'm not a strong swimmer and that just kind of makes all knowledge of swimming and how to survive in a a pool. It is helpful, though, that I'm about six feet tall, so I can stand Mm -hmm. in most parts of most pools pools that aren't, like, 12 feet deep, obviously, but... Yeah, I... So I go swimming three days a week because I'm a camp counselor. Cool. Yeah, um, and I've gotten really good at treading water. Will you teach me how to swim? I will teach you how to swim. I found that I have to put myself in the middle of the deepest pool and just tread water to keep the kids away from me. Because they can't get out there. They They can, but they're not strong enough. They're weak. They're weak. They can't make it. But yeah, so he tries to kill himself with starvation, um, which is an easy way to kill Mm -hmm. me, but a hard way to kill a vampire. Yeah. Easy way to kill a person who's alive. Hard way to kill a person who's dead. Yeah. After a while, he got so hungry that when deer passed, he just, like, went at them. Yeah. Which is how he learned that he could be a vegetarian. I love that. I think that's really funny. <laughs> what they call themselves vegetarian. I mean, like, a little, probably a teensy, but weensy bit offensive to actual vegetarians, but... Yeah, because they're actually eating the animals, but it's fine. But that's an interesting way of thinking about it. He's like, he's like, am I really a monster? He's like, I was eating deer before i was dead yeah venison. doesn't matter now now that i'm dead does it make me a monster but yeah so he found that he could do the whole like vampy thing ethically and so he spent the rest of his life just like learning things instead of killing mm-hmm. we also learned that vampires don't have to breathe which is another interesting lore yeah. thing but it makes sense because they're dead 
Yeah. But they do it anyway. No, yeah, he says, <laughs> he says it's not necessary just to have it. Which is really a really funny thing to think about. Yeah, it's also like, he says it's a habit, but he's been dead for yeah years now. But yeah, so then we learned that Daddy Vampire went to different universities to learn different subjects like music and science and medicine. Mm-hmm. And then he learns that he found that being a doctor could be his like penance for being mm-hmm. what he is. Which is, it's interesting like how it all happened. Like he was just so against who he was that he eventually was like, I need to find peace within this. But then we go full circle and we go back to when Edward became a vampire. And we learned that Edward, Mm -hmm. when he was created, he hated that um, Daddy Vamp didn't want him to drink human blood. So Mm -hmm. he went off to do some blood drinking on his own time. Like little superhero blood drinking. Yeah, because he was like, I'm able to hear people's voices in their head. So I'm able to like find people that are already going to do bad things and I can kill them. I'm like, you're still murdering. But yeah, Boone Bell, when he's like, oh, I needed to, wanted to drink some blood, some human blood, Bella's like, yeah, sounds reasonable, does it, Bella? Interesting. But yeah, then we learned that, like, Edward's been, like, reading Carlisle's mind, too, because mm-hmm. he said that it took him ten years to finally leave Daddy Vamp's home, because he would listen to his thoughts, and they were just so sincere and mm-hmm. so kind. That he was like, he didn't want to go because he's like, he kept on trying to figure out like what his deal was pretty much. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a deal. He's just a nice guy. Just a very kind soul. Mm-hmm. Ooh, then they go see uh, his bedroom. Well, not really. It's not a bedroom. He doesn't have a bed. Sexy room. He does have a couch though. Yeah, I bet it's a pullout. Sex couch. <laughs> but yeah, so she like goes to his CD collection. She's like, how do you have this organized? And I'm like, is that really your biggest issue here? <laughs> oh, oh, while she's looking through his little CDs, he, she looks back, he has a peculiar expression in his eyes, and she says what? And he says, I was prepared to feel relieved having you know about everything, not needing to keep secrets from you, but I didn't expect to feel more than that. I like it. It makes me happy. Yeah. That's really cute. <laughs> He's like, I like telling you things. I'm, sorry, I'm like, happy. Yeah, that's yes. really cute. She says that he uh, doesn't scare her at all. And then he, like, attacks her. And I'm like... Yeah, then it gets really gross. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, Edward, you literally said that you could crush her skull and that's why you didn't want to get married to her. Like, this is the exact reason. This moment is what you were worried about. And then he just does it. He's like, I'll attack you and I'll scare you now. And when he says you were saying, he growled playfully that you were a very, very terrifying monster. I wrote (laughs) down, never mind. I take back the cute comment. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah. Before the the terrifying monster part, I think, where did it go? He rolls her into like a ball. I'm trying to like imagine that in my head and I don't like it. Does he curl me into a ball against his chest? Like, like. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. For for um people not watching the video and just listening to the podcast, Hallie is currently in a ball, and behind her is Cedric Diggory, played by Robert Pattinson, who also played Edward. Who also produces our podcast. Who also produces our podcast. So, thanks, Robert, in the booth. He's waving. Yeah. Oh, hi, Robert. Sometimes you call him because we're in different places, so where's the the booth? So, after he is holding her, um, Alice and Jasper, like, knock on the door to come in, and when they come in, I thought it was very cute how she was like, oh, we thought you were having Bella for lunch, so we wanted to see if you were uh, 
willing to share. And yeah, I was like, was like, it's cute. And if it was coming from anyone else, anyone else in that house, I would have been like, okay. <laughs> like, do they mean yeah. it? I, I love Alice a lot. Yeah. She's very sweet. Then I realized that Stephanie Meyer genuinely thinks that saying let's play ball means let's play baseball and not basketball. Because yeah. I was positive it was basketball. I feel like play ball implies baseball, but if he, he had just said Emmett wants to ball, then that would have implied. Yeah. Well, yeah, because in High School Musical 2, Corbin Blue sings, You want to play ball? Well, that's all you've got to do. So play ball is baseball but then basketball. So really what we need to do is just visualize this as High School Musical 2. This is just High School Musical 2 right here. But at, when he, when Jasper comes into the room and says, Alice says there's going to be a real storm tonight and Emmett wants to play ball, are you game? I wrote down, I was reading this at Starbucks on my lunch break from my DSP job and I physically was shaking as I was writing this because I got so excited. I wrote down, oh my god, it's happening. I can't right? breathe. Because I was like... The High School Musical 2 baseball scene is coming. I didn't know if it was this book or if it was the last one. Like, I I genuinely thought it was going to be the last movie. I thought maybe it was something that was limited to the the film. Same. I thought it was something that they'd added into the movie. Like, oh, let's do a little sports thing. Yeah, because it looked so terrible. It looked so out of place. Yeah. Just from, like, the one picture that I saw. We're going to be pleasantly surprised. But yeah, so they say they're going to play baseball because there's a wild storm with thunder and lightning. Um, and they mm-hmm. invite Bella and Edward's like, yeah, you're not going to play. You're going to watch. And she's like, okay. And I just, <laughs> I wrote down, she asked the age old question, vampires like baseball? With Edward's <laughs> response being, <laughs> the age old answer. It's an American pastime. <laughs> I cannot. That's so funny. I cannot. <laughs> so yeah, so they go and play baseball. They're, they're planning on going to play baseball. Chapter... 17, the game. So it's gotta be about love interests, and that's it. And Charlie Swan. And Charlie Swan. Um, so Edward brings Bella home, and we find that her uncle and her cousin are back for round two, showing up unannounced. Um, to clarify, though, for those of you who don't uh, automatically associate uncle and cousin with who they are, uh, we're talking about uh, Jacob and Billy Black. So they show up unannounced again. For the second time, as cousins do, apparently. And, like, Billy Black is all angry, and Edward's like, this was a mistake. Okay. Also, like, Edward can hear people's thoughts, so how did he not know that they were there? Maybe he can't hear them from that far away. Oh, and then she mentions, he's like, yeah, he brought the child. And he's, like, all upset. And she's like, yeah, he's not much younger than I am. And Edward goes, I know. I know. I wrote down Edward's stuff. That's really weird. That's disgusting. Also, it is confirmed that um, Jacob is not aware of the full situation. Yeah, so he must it not just says, um, be, a be careful, the child has no idea. But what does he have no idea of? That they're werewolves or that they're vampires? So my theory, I think I've said this before, werewolves become werewolves on their 16th birthday like quinceañeras. That would be the 15th birthday. That's the 15th? Quinceañera? Isn't that- Kinsey is 15. Oh no. Ignorant. We're gonna have to cut this out. We're gonna have to cut this part Ignorant. out. Ignorant. Ugh. Yeah, so what's the, what's the 16th birthday thing? Sweet 16. Sweet 16. They're sweet 16 and they, they turn into vampires. They get out of their limb- not vampires. They turn into werewolves. They get out of their limo and they go- They their big sparkly ball gown. Yeah. Jacob in his big sparkly ball gown. Yeah, she's like, you don't have to leave. And he's like, yeah, I, I do. And so Edward is like, get them in the house so that- 
they can't see me mm-hmm. and i'm like understandable but he does see edward yeah which makes it very uncomfortable and so she greets them and billy brings like a fish fry for charlie who's not home when they pull up and see billy outside the house it's like oh shit it's gonna be this confrontation with billy telling charlie that bella and edward shouldn't date blah 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 blah, blah. and then they're gonna get into a fight or bella and charlie are gonna get a fight charlie's not even there he's not even there but yeah, so she's like, oh, do you want to come in for a minute? Because she wanted to make sure that they can't look at Edward. Mm-hmm. So they go into the house. Then Billy's like, oh, do you want to get that picture of Rebecca? Yeah, who's Rebecca? So obviously, I'm thinking she must be one of the youngest cousins. Because why would they want to give a picture of Rebecca so normally to Charlie? Yeah, who's Rebecca? Cousin. Wh- why am I just realizing who's Rebecca? The only time you give a picture of a family member or like Unless Rebecca's anything. like not a person if rebecca's like one of the cars they're working on or something but that'd be weird that's weird i don't think so they would have said that car they wouldn't have said rebecca yeah rebecca's jacob's sister (laughs) rebecca black her name is rebecca black (laughs) that's so funny that came out in 2008 so i think that maybe billy black came into a lot of money they're balling Um, now and that's why they produced that song yeah so she tries to get Billy to leave. Charlie won't be back for a long time. Yeah, it was so awkward because she's like, I just gave up trying to talk to him. And I was like, okay, that's weird. But yeah, so he starts confronting her about spending time with Edward. And he's like, you know that that's not a good idea. And she's like, yeah, but it's none of your business. And I'm like, you do not talk to your Mm -hmm. uncle that way. But they keep on having this conversation about how he's like, you really shouldn't be with her. You really shouldn't be with her. And then eventually, um... He, like, gives up, and he's just like, yeah, it's your business. You can tell him. Mm -hmm. You should tell him. And then she's like, thanks, Billy. (laughs) Thanks, Billy. And then he's like, what I meant to say was don't do what you're doing. And then Jacob comes back in. is like, there's no picture of Rebecca in the car. What are you talking about, (laughs) old man? And then they leave, and then she gets dressed. Out of her dressy clothes, her her long khaki skirt is her dressy clothes, really? So she heads upstairs. Interesting. She tried on a couple of different tops, not sure what to wear tonight. She gave up quickly on choosing an outfit, throwing on an old sh- flannel shirt and jeans. Very quirky and different of you, Bella. Flannel Very Pacific Northwest of you, really. Jeans. Oh, yeah, and then Jessica calls. <laughs> I forgot Jessica existed. Right? Does she need to exist anymore? No. Um, <laughs> oh, no. but she does. She fills her in on the dance, yeah, which was says, yesterday? Yeah. And we learned that Mike kissed her, which seems interesting. Because mm-hmm, Mike did not like her at all then she's like oh what did you do yesterday trying to imply that she probably did something crazy and then charlie comes home yeah she did charlie comes home and she's able to stop the conversation because every single time that charlie's in the house she's like Um, oh okay uh, um bye um, i gotta i gotta go bye my dad can't hear anything my dad can't hear me speak (laughs) words to anyone especially you yeah, yeah, but Jessica hears him and just is like, oh, okay, we'll talk tomorrow. Bye. See you in Trig. Yeah. And then, are we going to have to deal with more school chapters? I hope not. I hope not. So she's, they're just chatting. Her and Charlie they're just trying. hanging out. And then she's like, yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of dating Edward. And then it states that Charlie looked like he was having an aneurysm. <laughs> Which is funny considering he's definitely stuck up for the, yeah. the Cullens before. He's too old for you. True. True. You're not wrong. True. But you don't even know why that's true, Charlie. But she's like, he is the youngest of them. 
Which isn't true. Oh, yeah. Technically. Yeah. He was turned into a vampire when he was the youngest of all of them, but it was before all of them. Charlie still doesn't pronounce his name right, even though it's the easiest white man name Mm -hmm. ever. Oh, yeah. I wrote wrote a note for this whole interaction. Mm -hmm. Page 57-ish. I am ten times more uncomfortable with this interaction than with Bella meeting Edward's entire family for some reason. Why do I want to protect Charlie from this? And Edward hasn't even shown up yet. Why am I so much more uncomfortable with this than with awkward, awkward Bella meeting Edward's sexy vampire god family? I feel like it might be, like, we're used to her doing those things, Mm -hmm. but Charlie doesn't meet anyone ever. Mm -hmm. Charlie just does his own thing. It it felt like we could keep him out of this. We could protect him from all of this. He'd just be this... Yeah. Dumb old dad. Yeah. He didn't need to be involved. And then Edward shows up incredibly soon after this. Because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's fast. And he comes in and they they talk and she's upset that she has to sit next to Charlie when Edward comes in. And I'm like, that's your dad, you silly goose. It's like an awkward introduction dad meeting boyfriend thing, like super normal feeling. But then he goes outside and he's a monster jeep. Yeah. And I'm like, if if someone came over and had a monster jeep like that and was taking my child out, I would be like, no, go get a different no. car. Get a different no. one. Immediately. No. You're not driving. No. no. I can't do that. I'm sorry. You're definitely doing something terrible. What are you taking her off-roading? Why? And yes, the answer is yes. But, <laughs> and all Charlie says about this is, wear your seatbelt. Yeah, he whistles. He has a low whistle. And then he says... Yeah, and then he's like, wear your seatbelts. Wear your seatbelts. He choked out. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like that's not how it works when you do a whistle and then you say things. Yeah, I feel like that should compose you. Yeah. But yeah, she has trouble putting on the buckle for her seatbelt. So Edward has to do it like he has to do everything for her. And her hands lingered at, or his hands lingered at her neck. Ugh. Ugh. She, she gave up trying to help and focused on not hyperventilating. Okay. Yeah. We learned that he's going to run again with her, mm-hmm. which is terrible. This is the part that got, got weird. Are you talking about when he kisses on top of her head and groans? Yeah. That and yeah. much more. Much more. It smells so good in the rain. Ugh. Ugh. In a way or a bad way. Both. <sighs> Always both. Ugh. I do think that the sexiest part of this book does happen in this part part because it goes from like like middle of the page on 362 he like pu- like pushes her against like the jeep and is like mm-hmm. kissing her jawline kissing her throat and then his like cold breath is tickling her skin whispers against the jaw and like it's just like such a sexual scene yeah for an LDS author yeah um, Stephanie Meyer maybe had a lot of pent up something in her when writing this. Yeah, cause he he so yeah he kisses slowly down her cheek, stopping just by her mouth, and then his lips barely brushed against my trembling lower lip, and then they kiss, and then she goes crazy. Yeah, she again. does the crazy thing again. I, I wrote yeah. a little note for that. I just said, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you doing? This is where it gets weird, cause she goes crazy, and he goes like he freaks out. Yeah. Damn it, Belle. You'll be the death of me. I swear you will. Yeah, and it's funny because when I read that, I read it as a joke. So it was like, damn it, Bella. You'll be the death of me, you know? And then she took yeah. it badly. And But, like, even, like, they do the whole running through and they get to, like, where they need to be and she, like, falls on the ground. He's laughing. And then she automatically just goes crazy and starts being upset with him, being like, oh, you were mad at me. He's like, 
what? Even he was confused. Yeah, and she just randomly yeah. is like, he's like, where are you going, Bella? And she goes, to watch the baseball game. You don't seem interested in playing anymore, but I'm sure the others will have fun without you. And I'm like, where did he say he wasn't interested? All he did was not want to fornicate with you on the side of his Jeep. Yeah, he really did. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing all this thing where he's like, I wasn't mad at you. And it's like, yeah, but you sure were mad and you sure were pointing it at her. Yeah, which is like another like very aggressive, abusive thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you're taking out your anger on her mm-hmm. when it's not her fault, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, and he's like, I'm never angry with you. And that would have been nice to know in the beginning yeah. that he's never angry with her. But he's saying that he's angry at himself for not being able to control myself. He said you should be stronger, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then he finally says, like, I love you for the first time. Which I'm saying finally as if it's been a super long relationship, mm-hmm. but they just started dating that morning for realsies Mm -hmm. so it's really early she's she's like it's the first time he'd said he'd loved me but it was also like you only said it for real consciously the first time earlier today interesting bella also i love how we have this same conversation again of my very existence puts you at risk i truly hate myself i should be able i should be stronger i should be able to and then she goes don't they finally like go to the place where they're gonna play baseball and they say that he sounded like a bear choking when he was laughing which is interesting because one it's kind of it's kind of creepy that they know what a bear sounds like when it's choking and two that means his laugh must be really terrible (gasps) and now i'm gonna imagine it terrible yeah (laughs) (laughs) like how could you fall in love with someone like that yeah, he was like, Bella was being unintentionally funny by falling on her back. I'm like, rude. But yeah, then they start doing some baseball. And we learn that Esme doesn't like to play baseball because she likes to be the referee because all of them like to lie. Makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, and then she start, they start to chat. And Esme just drops a little bomb that she didn't fall off a cliff. She tried to kill herself after she lost a baby. Yeah, Inc- which is it's crazy. crazy and incredibly forthcoming for having met this woman today. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like most people don't just share that. And she seems like she was just like, yeah, it happened. And then Bella's like, uh-huh. Yeah. But she's like, always the gentleman. And I'm like, okay. But then it's also, it makes me think about Daddy Vamps, how he is changing people when they're about to die because he changed Esme when her heartbeat was only faint so he couldn't have asked her like oh do you want to live even though she most likely was trying to take her life because you could you could see from like probably the murder scene or whatever that there was probably no struggle because she's throwing herself off a cliff and like it probably looked like a suicide so he's intentionally bringing someone back to life so i don't like carlisle's ethics right now she does say that she approves of edward and bella though and she says it will work out somehow how i do like how she says that she's like a mother to Mm -hmm. them because that is like a nice thing like carlisle was like you have much more to live for i'm gonna give you some people to care for Mm -hmm. so that's nice especially since he already had edward when he turned esme yeah so it was like i'm gonna give you a son right now even though he's a teenager and kind of an asshole and he's older than you (laughs) (laughs) right oh and then it's baseball time yeah it's baseball time and we learned that they like to do baseball in this weather because when they run into each other it sounds like (laughs) thunder (laughs) 
And you learn that, like, it, they're playing this game with inhuman yeah. strength. And, like, how do they know? Like, uh, was it Emmett or was it Jasper that, like, oh, it was Emmett. He swung the bat and he hit the bat. He hit the ball really hard. It goes flying. And Edward is, like, running into the distance. And they're like, oh, Emmett probably won. And then yeah. Edward comes back with a ball in his hand. And he's, like, smiling widely. But you only know that, like, he could have gotten the ball, like, in one grab if you were with him. Yeah. He could have cheated. He yeah, could have found it on the ground it, and grabbed he it. Picked, he could have picked it up off the ground. Picked it up. Picked it up. That's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like there's no way to play this game honestly yeah. when you're a vampire. They like playing ball. It's the American pastime. This is where it gets crazy. Perfect. This is when Alice sees some mm-hmm. stuff. In her foresight. And she sees that the vampires that are coming to town that they call visitors are coming much faster because they heard mm-hmm. them playing baseball. And she learns that they're going to be there in less than mm-hmm. five minutes. And so everyone's, like, freaking out yeah. because Bella's there. Like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if Bella wasn't there. But they're going to straight up hunt and kill Bella. <laughs> yeah, because they're not, like, the peop- they're not, like, Daddy Vamp's family. Then they're, like, all freaking out. They're, like, how can we get her out of here? And he's, like, I can't carry her. That wouldn't be fast enough. And the last thing that they need is to catch her scent and then start hunting terrifying and she's like starting to freak out at this point and there's three of them and they end up just being like okay let them come like we'll figure it out and they just continue the game and edward's like bella take your hair down and i'm like how is that gonna help like (laughs) it's covering up her neck well yeah it's covering up her neck but that's the same logic that i had as a child when i put a shirt around my neck to be able to keep myself from getting eaten by vampires like Mm -hmm. There's no logic to that at all. It covers your neck, but they can literally just, like, move your hair. Or they can just put their teeth inside of your hairball. I don't know. There's Mm got to be easy ways. Yeah, so he's just trying to be, like, the guard dog. He's standing next to her. They're still playing. They're freaking out. Alice mentions that she could still smell Bella from across the field. Yeah. Kind of a burn. Yeah. Like, I know she's a vampire. (laughs) could smell you from across the baseball field and our baseball field even bigger than a regular baseball field so i could smell you from really far away <laughs> you really smelly Ooh, she's smelly girl we learned that esme like asked him to see if they were thirsty or not mm-hmm. and i think they are i think it was a yes yeah. from his end oh and rosalie's angry i was just about to say that yeah and despite bella's life being in danger which i understand is like it's frustrating for rosalie that like this is becoming a risk for her family but like have a little bit of compassion yeah do we learn before this that she's jealous of bella i don't remember but why is she jealous of bella because rosalie wanted to be human oh right right right. yeah that kind of makes me think that maybe she wasn't dying when carlisle turned her yeah it kind of then why would she stay with carlisle i mean she probably didn't have many other options that's true because she wanted to be human yeah yeah and it, she it found just... Emmett pretty soon after being turned but yeah so she's she has her eyes on her and she's all upset but she does say uh her eyes were expressionless but something about the way she held her mouth made me think she was angry but maybe she wasn't angry. she's like i don't know but yeah so edward apologizes for exposing bella like this which mm-hmm. i mean yeah like yeah there was the f- already the threat of these other vampires but at the same time like you're playing baseball relax it's all fun <laughs> fun and games but also she's gonna die yeah also you're gonna get eaten 
You're gonna be murdered, my girl. Murdered. He made sure to be between her and Rightfield to make sure that she was protected. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just waiting for it to happen. And then we're gonna stop there because we're gonna get into the juicy stuff in the next episode. Because it does get s- super juicy. It does. Like Bella's blood. Yeah, the juice is Bella's blood in this scenario. I just realized... I have this pretty much set as my permanent Zoom background, and I'm gonna have to log on to a Zoom for like placement, a placement exam for school, and I'm not gonna remember that he's here. Okay, story time. So I had a therapy meeting. It was my first therapy meeting, and it was after us doing our intro. Oh, no. And my Zoom background for our intro was Bella and Edward from the movie in like the forest, and I did not change it. And I log on to my Zoom for my therapy, and I go, oh no and she goes what i'm like don't look at my screen right now she's like it's totally fine i'm like nope we're changing it let's unpack this (laughs) all right cousins and lovers of cousins if you're hanging out with your cousin and his family so you know you're just hanging out with your family and they invite you to play baseball first of all they're not gonna let you play they're gonna make you sit with their mom and she's gonna tell you about how she lost a baby and almost died because she wanted to die, which is really going to be sad. Um, while they're playing baseball, events are going to turn and someone's going to try to eat you. So don't let your cousins uh, be your demise. Just let them be your heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of Twice We Light. Our next episode will be out next week and we will be reading chapters 18 through 20 of Twilight. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Twice We Light Pod, subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content, and leave us a nice Apple Pod review. If you liked the podcast, feel free to subscribe on whatever platform you use. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Ingram Moth. You guys know. You guys know what's happening. You're frozen, but you you have such a beautiful, dazzling smile right now on my side. You were like, you're frozen like a little supermodel. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you.